Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we take to the high seas with a Grandpa Beck original and uh, classic game, Skull King. Uh, Skull King is a game of, uh, it's probably familiar to you if you ever grew up playing cards with your family or friends or whatever. Um, It is a trick-taking game, and in a classic trick-taking sense, it is very familiar. But there are some unique spins that have been applied to this game to make the experience feel new and uh, more dynamic. So I guess there's not much more we can say about that outside of just (laughs) what extra things have been put into this game to make this trick-taking game unique. So let's just jump right into that. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a small caveat. There are probably four different versions of this game out there. <clears throat> so uh, the one I have is actually called Scheming and Skulking, uh, which I don't think is available anywhere anymore. It's just it's I the same game. It's one. just a it's a different title. That's the one I originally played. I played this at a convention from, and I learned it from the actual Grandpa Beck. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> then the next version that came out was basically the same thing, but it was just called Skull King. Two words, Skull King. The other one is the full word of skulking. Um, it's a lot of play on words going on here. Uh, also by Grandpa Beck's, and then they came out with another version also called Skull King, that was by Schmidtspiel, but it had a few extra cards in it, so it's possible if for some strange reason you're listening to this and uh, you're going, hey, he missed that thing, uh, that's because that's part of that thing. And then there's the other version that they came out that included some of the things from the Schmidtspiel version uh, in the Skull King plus the legendary expansion. So it's kind of combined all in one. So the, that... That's kind of everything, and if you really want to even go prequel, this is a, mostly based on a similar trick-taking game called Wizard, I believe, um, which I, I did not even look into at all. I, that's, that's all I know. All right, anyway, so <laughs> it's a trick-taking game. I uh, got a deck of cards, um, and the game will last over 10 rounds, and whoever has the most points after those 10 rounds wins the game. Uh, in each round, at the start of the round, everyone gets a number of cards equal to whatever round it is. So in the first round, everyone gets one card. Uh, In the fifth round, everyone gets five cards. Um, The dealer will rotate uh, for every round. Uh, At the start, everyone looks at their cards and they make a best guess about how many tricks they are going to win, uh, a la a trick-taking game. It's very similar. Uh, And uh, everyone puts out their hands and they slam them on table and go, yo, ho, ho. And on the last ho, or actually, yo, ho, ho. Yeah, there are two hoes in that. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, wait, yo, yo, ho? Yo, yo, ho doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yo, yo, ho. That's a a different call out. (laughs) Different call out. Uh, (laughs) uh, They put out uh, as many fingers as the tricks they believe they're going to win. If you think you're going to win more than five tricks, uh, you put out all five fingers and just say whatever number you think you're going to win. So if you think you're going to win seven, you bold, bold, cheeky monkey you, uh, you would put out all five fingers or get out your other hands really quickly and be like, seven! (laughs) Uh, The scorekeeper keeps track of how many scores you said you were going to win so that you aren't lying later on. Uh, And the game starts. The person who will start the trick is the person to the left of the dealer. Uh, They will play a card and just like Pretty much every trick-taking game, there are a few caveats, and I'll get into that. Uh, Whatever color is lead, there are four different colors. Whatever color is lead, everyone must play that color if they have it, unless they have a special card. Uh, 
and whoever played the highest of that color uh, wins the trick, unless the trump co color was played or unless one of those special cards were played. Um, so basically, in this, there are four different colors. There's yellow, which are treasures, uh, green, which are pirates, uh, purple, which is treasure maps, and black, the trump suit, uh, which is a Jolly Roger. Um, there are also a couple of special cards, but I'll, again, I'll get to those. Just be patient. Goodness gracious. Uh, so, for example, if someone led with a... Let's say uh, 10 yellow. Uh, anyone who plays any yellow, they're going to, if they want to win the trick, they're going to try and play a higher card than that. If they're trying to not win the trick, uh, they will try and play a lower card than that. If someone happens, if someone doesn't have that color, they can play anything they want to. Uh, so, for example, if I didn't have any yellow, I could play a green card and be like, mm, I'm definitely not going to win this one. If you play a black, you have trumped it. But the only way you can play a black again is if you don't have that original color. So if, say, I really wanted to win the trick and I didn't have a yellow, I'd go, oh, well, I'll just play this three black. And now I'm currently probably going to win the trick unless someone else plays something higher or something uh, special that's better. Whoever wins the trick will lead the next trick. They take all those cards and they, they as an indicator of I won this trick, that's one trick I won, uh, and they will lead the next one and it will continue to go around until all the cards have been played. Now there are those special cards and I'm finally there, all right? Uh, there are <laughs> basically four different kinds of special cards. There are five pirates that basically all act the same. They are essentially the trump of all trumps-ish. Uh, they can be played at any time, if, even if you have the same color. If for, in that example, if you had a yellow, but it was led with a yellow 10, you can play a pirate instead. Uh, all of these special cards can always be played instead of the thing you have. You are not forced to play your, your color that was led. Uh, you win the trick. If someone else has already played a pirate and then you play a pirate, you don't win. The first pirate will win the trick always. Um, then there is also a, a special pirate called the Tigris, uh, which acts as a pirate or an escape. I probably should have explained what an escape is. There are five escape <laughs> cards as well, which act as I don't win at all. No matter what, yeah. what I do, an I will not lose. win. Yeah. It's an instant lose. And in fact, if someone leads with an escape, uh, then the next player to play a non-escape card uh, will define what the lead color is. So it's kind of a really annoying way to get the person to your left uh, to, <laughs> to possibly win the yeah. trick, which uh, is so irritating. Um, but the Tigris can act as a pirate or an escape, whichever you claim after you play it. So you'll play it and be like, this is an escape or this is a pirate. Um, and then the last card is the, is the ultimate trump upon trumps. It is the Skull King. The, um, it is the Pirate of Pirates. So that one, no matter what pirates were played, it will win. Even if it's after a bunch of pirates or if it starts, no matter what, the Skull King will win every time. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, the way things score is kind of confusing the first time you hear it. Uh, once all the tricks are won, uh, and, oh, goodness, I should, probably should have gone over scoring. I haven't actually done the scoring. I usually <laughs> leave that to someone else. Uh, but if it it's based on whether you bid zero or anything other than zero. If you bid zero uh, and you make your trick, uh, which is not getting any tricks, uh, then you get 10 times whatever the round is. So if it's the fourth round and you didn't get any tricks and you bid zero, then you would get four times 10, so you get 40 points. If you didn't make zero, no matter how much you were off by, you will lose that many points. So if I got 
even one trick and I bid uh, zero and it was the fourth round, I would lose 40 points. Am I, am I correct there so far? That so far you are correct. Uh, okay, all right, just, just double checking. Uh, <laughs> then, if you bid anything other than zero, uh, if you make your trick, uh, you get, is it 20 points, 20 times the number of uh, tricks that you bid on? Is that correct? Yeah, so 20 points and per trick, yep. 20 points per trick that you, w- that you win and that you actually bid for. If you were wrong, uh, then it's the difference between what you bid and what you actually got. So let's say, for example, you bid uh, that you'd win three, but you only won one. That means that's a difference of two. So two times 20, or is it just times 10 in this case? It's times 10, yeah. It's minus 10 it's for times each, 10. if you miss. So it's a less it's harsh 10 for each trick, yeah. Either so way, if you're, so if you're low two, or high. That'd be 20, so you'd lose 20 points. Um, yeah. There are also technically bonus points in there. There are a few cards. I think the fort, the each of the colors, I didn't mention this, are numbered 1 through 14. So the highest is a 14. The 14 in black gives you 20 bonus points if you made your trick uh, um, bet. Uh, and the 14 in gold, I believe, is a bonus 10 points. Uh, again, only if you made your trick. And the Skull King uh, gets you a certain amount of points per pirates that you got during the trick that you played it. So if you played the Skull King and you overtook three other pirates, you would have three times, is it 20, I think? Uh, yeah, no, it's um, plus 20 per each pirate that the Skull right. King captures. Yeah, so yeah, you're right, yeah. No, it's thirty points. Thirty, ha ha! That's what I get for oh, those. Thank you for thank you for vamping. <laughs> <laughs> it's thirty. Wait, so say that again because it's plus it's, twenty for each pirate captured, or is it thirty points? It's, for each pl- it's thirty points for every pirate captured. Oh, okay. not including I guess. The I never. King, it never happened in our game, so <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I feel like it happens at least once. As long as someone has the Skull King, it usually yeah. will happen. He only There's came a lot of people who are time. like, "Oh, I'm waiting for it." Uh, <laughs> I got lucky enough in the, the last game I played where it showed up in the first round and there were two other people hit pirates. So I just got dumb luck. Like, no one oh, had yeah. a choice. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, uh, after all the points are tallied by the end of the 10th round, whoever has the most points wins. And that is the game. And that is the game. Uh, yeah, and I think the best way to just summarize the points is basically the, the only get points if you meet your uh, goal for tricks to be taken. And if you don't, then you lose points. Uh, right. There is a confusing wording in the, the rules. I actually crossed it out in our rules because I was so frustrated by it, which because uh, it says uh, it basically says that uh, you only get points if you win the trick. If you don't win the trick, you lose points. Also, there's additional bonus points that are available. That makes it sound like you can lose point. You lose the tricks or lose that round, uh, miss your trick goal and still get bonus points. You cannot. So I crossed that out because at the end of my directions, they have a caveat saying, just a reminder, bonus points can only be gotten or can only be received if you made your trick goal. And it's just like, so don't add that third sentence saying there's bonus points. Just say just say the simple statement. If you win, you get points. If you don't, you lose points. And that's the best way to think about it. So uh, if you win, though, then you go th- if you get your uh, trick goal, then you go through and just kind of figure out how the bonus points fall out for you. But it is good to know. A rough idea that if you do this, then this happens, because um, then you can get a huge windfall of points. Um, did you mention? I, I you must have, but uh, the fourteen. Uh, that's the other bonus points. If you get the fourteen yes. of any color, that's a plus ten. Um, Not of any color. There, I don't think it's any color. I think it's just yeah. the. Is it? 
Yeah, all crazy. three colors have it. And then, uh, actually, I think oh, the black is a plus 20 if you get the 14. Yeah, the black is a plus 20. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Are you sure? <laughs> maybe it's, again, maybe I have a different version because I have, like, the scheming and skulking version. Uh, my 14 has no plus anything on it. Oh, mine do. My, all my 14s of the the base colors... Uh, of the colors, the suits have a plus ten. So if you can get any of those yeah. in my version, um, they're plus ten for you. Okay. Well, except I did for the not except for the that Jolly Roger, that's plus twenty. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's we'll only the the gold ones that have a plus. The gold one has a plus ten, and the Jolly Roger has a plus twenty. The other ones don't. Oh, so. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I'm glad they added that in. I feel like that makes sense to have that balanced around all all of them if you're going to do no, it. No, heck but. with that. That's <laughs> stupid. Why would they include <laughs> that? Why would they hurt me like that? I don't want those other 14s. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is uh, that is skulking. And uh, like you said, if, if you've ever played a trick-taking game, this is going to feel very familiar to you. It feels very much like, um, what's the traditional game? Up and Down the River, all those trick-taking games that go by many different names that uh, just play with a deck of cards. This is very similar to that with a lot of stuff added into it. So... Uh, that is going to be the probably the up and down of <laughs> whether or not you would like this game. If you like trick-taking games, there's probably something here that's for in- that interests you. If you do not, you will not like this game. It is just it is no. trick-taking game kind of cranked up a few notches um, with uh, some more more strategic dynam- dynamic options in this um, for better or worse. Um, so this is. Definitely a game like most trick-taking games that I think shines at higher player counts. So I don't know. Would you agree with that? Or do you think it plays pretty well with like two? I've played it at two. I don't think we enjoyed it as much. I think it plays well at three. Three is actually quite nice. Uh, and yeah, above, I can see three uh, being good. Yeah, three, three, four, five, and six work really well. Two is just not as – it doesn't have as much interaction as the higher player counts do. But, it, right. I mean, technically it's it still works. But it's just – I mean, there's, there's only so much that's going to happen. And – you know, the, it's always nice in a trick-taking game to have that third person to be like, ooh, like in a two-player game, you play it, and then there's one other card. So you either, like, it, you, there's no tension, really. There's no, right. like, ooh, am I going to win this? Like, chances are you're probably going to win it, or you know you're not going to win it. There are probably few and far between where it's like, whoa, I didn't see that coming, you know. So, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think usually when I play this, it is tends to be with six people, um... Liz's family really enjoys this game. So as soon as I taught them that, they they basically ran with it. And yeah, it's a it's a family favorite there. They stole it and ran away with it. Um, yeah, I could see I could see uh, especially people. Um, I don't know, like like I said, trick taking games have been around for so long. Trick taking games are games that I know I can get my my parents to play who are not gamers at all. Um, I think they they would be interested in this game. Maybe a little too complex for them at first. My mom always tries to like knit things while I'm trying to explain games to her, and then the whole game is her being like, "Wait, now what does this do?" And it's like, "I told you what it did. Maybe if you put the knitting down and paid attention." Like she always has to be doing something else while we're doing something, and it drives me crazy. But I think she would be able to get this one um, and pick it up because the structure is very familiar. But uh, but yeah, so uh, it's interesting. I so I would like to play this one more because I only got to get in. Unfortunately, I couldn't get it out to my game group last week, and I only played a, a few two-player games with Shelly. 
And I, it's not like you said, it functions. But my la- my previous trick taking game that I had tried two player was Fox in the Forest, and that clearly blows this out of the water as two player because that is designed right. for two player, and it does it very very well. This is clearly designed for a. It technically, it's one of those games that technically you could play it at two, and it's not bad. But it, like you said, it's kind of predictable in what you're doing. The first one, two, three rounds feel just sort of like you're going through the motions. <laughs> it's like, well, I've got yeah. garbage, so I'm clearly not doing that. And uh, <laughs> um, and so you're, you know, there's just like there's less stuff going on. I think this is a good way to, like you said, a good way to put it, because the skulking only came out in once in our few games that we played, and. Uh, and I it, I didn't get I was trying to capture pirates and Shelly didn't even have pirates so it's like well <laughs> there's no one else at the table who could throw in pirates <laughs> so darn it <laughs> but um yeah. but anyway I it, these trick taking games are interesting too because there's I've played other ones before that try to throw in a lot of other um, functions or card actions and it just becomes like overwhelming just overwhelming like there's too much craziness going on in the rounds to feel like you have any there's like it, it increases the luck that happens i think um as opposed to the strategy there is strategy but also you can't read everyone at the table and if there's too much added in it just feels chaotic and you have no agency or it just feels like you're at the whim of of a trick taking game and they can be pretty grinding and cruel or feel really cruel like you're like just getting destroyed so yeah a sign of a good one i think is one where they find the balance of they're adding new things to make it something different that you haven't played necessarily before but there are enough things in it that makes it feel like it's fun to explore or something to keep in the back of your mind while you're playing the basic structure of here's i know how to lose a trick if i want to and i know how to win a trick if i want to and then there's these other cards that throw a loop wrench in the works there and i, I think skull king does it pretty well it, it it's been around for a while obviously since we have drastically uh, different titles and <laughs> slightly different <laughs> game versions and um and uh and, and rightly so i think it's a pretty good one I uh, yeah. I would definitely prefer Fox in the Forest if I am playing to. That's just a heads up for everybody. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I think it's a pretty good one for for a group with a unique take on the uh, the trick taking structure. Yeah, I I as a trick taking game, I really like it. I think honestly, I don't know if it's the best intro, but for me, I feel like it would be. Uh, just it has a lot of extra doodads and and bombs, but I think those extra doodads, as you're mentioning, make it a little bit easier to have a sense of control uh, for multiple reasons. Because uh, there are definitely I've played a number of trick-taking games. There are ones where you know you don't bid, or there's ones where you um, uh, you don't you have to play whatever color it is, no matter what, and you can't go outside. Having those pirates where it's like, ooh, I can jump outside. I have a little wiggle room. I have a, a little, kind of like a secure blanket of just like, ooh, I can play this at any time. I don't have to worry about that. So when you're making bids, you kind of have a little bit more of an idea of, all right, I have this escape. You know, if if I do get caught in a jam, I can always play that. Or, ooh, you know, I, I that pirate is, I just, all I have to worry about is when in the trick I am and possibly if there's a Skull King out there, maybe. It gives you a lot of wiggle room uh, to kind of fudge things if you need to which is really nice and that that one pirate that can be either a pirate or an escape it's just it's, i love it it's 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 having a nice feeling of all right well if things don't go 100% my way i'm not going to completely zonked but you know it's going to be kind of close which is which is a, a great feeling and the other thing that the the bidding mechanic allows for is that when you're bidding you kind of have a good idea of 
what everybody's plan is. If it is the seventh round uh, and the total number of bids is three, then you pretty much have a very good idea that no one has any that many great cards. So it gives you an idea of when you should push it and when you should pull back of, oh, gosh, I really overbid there. I need to try and lose one of those cards that I thought I was going to try and win with. How can right. I do that? It, it gives you a plan rather than kind of going in and going, all right, I'm just going to try and, you know, shoot the moon. There is no real shoot the mooning in this game. Uh, although right. if you did that, that would be Crazy! I've never seen anyone do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the most I've seen is someone bid eight in the tenth round. Although now, technically, I think I saw someone bid three in the first round, uh, but they didn't quite understand what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow but, I uh, will do this. As soon as I'm just like you, you do you need me to go over the rules again? <laughs> but uh, no, no, I meant it. <laughs> Having that idea of, ooh, all right, I think – and when it's – when the bids are exactly what they are, you're going, okay, all right, things things will work out. I'll play it like I am as long as no one messes it up. And then when someone does mess it up, you're like, okay, all right, things things are going to need to rework. And, and you know, it's uh, an interesting kind of play. And it's – I like it a lot. It's, it's uh, I say, a more forgiving um, – trick-taking game than others, which is why I think it's pretty good for intro people, although, again, there are those extra layers on there. If you're looking for something that's kind of plain Jane, I mean, obviously, hearts would or spades would probably be a good way to go, but I really, if if you want to take it up to something that's a bit more interesting, I really like Skull King. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that's a great way, uh, great summary right there. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the expansion too, because uh, you played it. I didn't have a chance to play it, but I did. I do have it included in mine, and I did read um, how to play it. So, but I've never experienced it. So, what are your thoughts on the little expansion um, and what? All right, what unfortunately. I was unable to play it. I don't own oh, it. Okay, uh, my 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 uh, uh, sister-in-law owns it, and so oh, okay. I they didn't well, bring it. Never so mind. We just played. We just played my copy, but I do <laughs> okay. know. I do know about it. Um, the basically the expansion adds a couple of extra cars and makes all the plain pirates kind of do special things. So, and I don't know what those special things are because again, I don't own it. But I've I've seen and I've I've done my research enough research to know that there are a lot of different versions of this game out there yeah uh, one of the one of the main things that got included was a mermaid mermaid cards which is in the schmidt spiel version that doesn't have an expansion it doesn't that's where they started to get included uh the mermaids kind of shake things up a bit uh they are below a pirate but they're above they're like a pirate but they are like a second-class citizen to the pirates. So if someone plays a mermaid and no one's played any pirates yet, they are going to win the trick, unless someone plays a pirate. Uh, but the weird thing is it's kind of a paper-rock-scissors thing where if someone plays a Skull King, the mermaids will beat the Skull King. So if there is a situation where someone plays, you know... A pirate, then someone plays a Skull King. If someone plays a mermaid, they're winning the trick. Uh, or if some, for some weird reason someone played a mermaid, then someone plays a pirate, now the pirate's winning. Then someone plays the Skull King, now the mermaid's <laughs> winning. I don't know why someone would play the Skull King in that yeah. situation. Ha-ha! Sacrificing that, my that most is, powerful card. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it would work. Um, there are also 
uh, in the expansion, not in the Schmitzfield version, uh, other cards like the Kraken, which when that is played, it basically blows up the entire trick. No one wins anything. It just, the trick is just basically no one's going to win it. No one's. It, it's just blown up. It's dead, uh, which... <laughs> Seems seems like one heck of a wrench to throw in that game. Uh, there are also um, gold cards, which when you play them, I believe you choose another person. And if that person also makes their trick, you both get a, extra bonus points, which is a very weird thing to do, having a cooperative feel. Um, right. And then there are also, as I mentioned Every one of those pirates that was uh, all those five pirates that just are pirates, they're just playing, they don't do anything special, they get their own special abilities, although it's not printed on the card for some reason. It's on its own separate like reference card that says, oh, remember, this one does this, which... Honestly, I think it's kind of annoying because if you're playing the game and you have to like you have to really know these cards or else you're like looking going, what does that one do? And everyone goes, oh, OK, I know you I know you got a pirate now. I know. So uh, right. I think they do things like you can look ahead at certain cards and and things like that. Uh, do you happen to have that reference sheets handy or am I just going to go? They do special things. <laughs> nope. I was hoping that you would know what they did. <laughs> it is downstairs. <laughs> I can go grab it. But <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so I think enough to say there is an expansion out there, and uh, is it, and uh, so there's options to in- increase the game. And I don't know the, the version I have it has it included, and so I think right. my version is more well, new uh, as well. So most likely, yeah. I think the, they're just the, bundling the, it with it. Yeah, the only way you can get it is with it bundled, which is the way it should be done. Like I was thinking yeah, sure. when before, I'm like, ooh, I should go out and get the expansion. Then I realized no, it's part of it. They do that for a reason, is because I'm looking at my version. It is. You, if you play this game, you play it a lot, and it gets worn. And you can, you would, if you, if I included an expansion, would be like, wow, those cars do not match at all, man. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you don't know what I have. <laughs> well, what it's are you talking like... about? You're crazy. <laughs> that b- crisp new card compared to your your mashed up old deck. <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact that the, the backs of my cards say scheming and skulking, and the expansion <laughs> oh, right. would yeah, just yeah. say skulking. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Uh, also, uh, uh, the other uh. thing that <laughs> the other thing that it includes is it includes little cards to indicate what your trick was. Uh, this is just you know as a reminder to people. Oh, this is what I bid. Rather than have to ask the person who took the scores down. Wait, what was my bid again? Um, right. So. Yeah. So anyway, the long story short, there's some options to find that. Like, if you're gonna buy it today, like Alex was saying, it's probably bundled anyway, so it's not something you have to search out. Um, I I see sulking around a lot too. You can obviously buy it new, but I bought mine at my local game store. That just it was used, and so I, if you keep your eyes open, I see this pop up here and there. And um, so anyway, it's it's easy to find um, if you are interested in checking it out. Uh, okay, let's jump into um, kind of r- real quick the pros and cons. And I think the biggest one, like we said, is um, uh, the trick-taking thing. (laughs) Obviously, this is a trick-taking game. Trick-taking games can feel punishing, especially in... Well, I was going to say a player count, but I think in any player count, you can feel like you're just not getting anywhere. Uh, our last game, well, this is, keep in mind, this is a two-player. Shelly won by... uh, Let's see, what was it? She was at, like... 
160 points. She had an amazing last round, and I was at negative 20. Oh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I got destroyed. I was, I'm was. i also not amazingly good at trick-taking. I'm not functionally good at trick-taking games. Um, and so I, I, can, I either have great do great or i just die a horrible long death and i don't think i was out of the negatives uh, at the halfway point of the game i got in them and then i just could not get out of them um yeah and shelly shelly is pretty good at these games so anyway just keep that in mind that is something to know that take tricking games lightly they are can be frustrating in some ways but they can also be really fun to play and as we got to know this game i was enjoying trying to learn the strategy of skull king and using because there is a strategy here uh in like in all tricking game taking games how many tricks that you uh say you're going to take in skull king there's a strategy here because of the way that you do get punished for not getting tricks but you get punished at a lower rate than when you earn tricks so if you are trying to balance it out like if shelly was higher than i was even if i lose if i can make her lose more get take get her to take way more tricks than she needs she will drop down a lot more than i will so you have to gauge like all right well then maybe you don't go too crazy with betting on how many tricks i'm going to take but i do enough where i think i can still get it or i get at least get within one or two so i'm only taking negative 10 or 20 points but hopefully i can get her to take like negative 50 or something like that so anyway there's a there's a game to be played there in the um the bidding or the uh, projecting of how many tricks you're going to take and uh, i find yeah. that fun as well so or or uh, what i usually do uh what my wife tends to bid zero a lot uh <laughs> which and so i tend to play the game of hey let's let's get liz to take the trick uh, <laughs> so it'll get like mostly around the table and she's winning the trick so far i'm just like whatever you do tom whatever you do do not play a green card just don't win the trick don't <laughs> win the trick <laughs> Liz, Liz hates me. <laughs> She's like, "Why would you do that?" I'm like, "You're already winning by like 200 points. You've you've successfully won zero trucks the last four rounds. You right, need to right. be taken down a notch." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely a hunt the winner or hunt the leader type of structure too. So, um, but yeah, that's the fun of it though. I think that the fun of the table is like it's it's a very drastic point swing game. And if you're ready for that, it can be really, really fun. If you're not, and you're looking for more of a traditional gameplay or point structure, uh, it can be really, it can feel frustrating. And so, anyway, just that's probably the biggest pro and con of this type of game in general, much less yeah. this game. Um, okay, so all right, let's get to table talk. Uh, now that we are doing things all out of order, I guess, <laughs> and uh, uh, to pros and cons, let's do table size. So uh, trick-taking games are great for the table. They, you know, I I think they were designed just to be played around a table of people uh, probably snacking on something, um, at least having a drink. So this game is, of course, a game of cards. So you're going to have your uh, you're going to have in the middle of the table a draw deck and then a growing pile as people play cards into the trick on the table. And then in your hand, you're going to have a certain amount of cards as well that you're going to be uh, drawing each round. In this specific game, each round you draw progressively more cards depending on the round. So if it's the first round, you draw one card. If it's the 10th round, you draw 10 cards. So that's the growing hand size but you know it's all going to be in your hand so it's not going to change that much other than that that's pretty much it i mean you will probably have some sort of scorekeeping mechanism uh you either do it on your phone or in this case it does come with a pad and paper uh, a pad of paper for uh recording each round and where everyone's at that's really important for these types of games so even if you don't have the one that's included you'll probably have some sort of recording 
um, device on the table. But uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. So this type of game is really, really ideal for taking out. And um, yeah. as we said before, with the higher player counts where it shines, it's also a really big check in the box for a, a benefit of taking this out because it's just great for groups, big groups that are out or large. That's so, big that sounds groups. almost like an insult. That's, oh, that was such a <laughs> check in the box. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Check in the box. Shelly had a saying the other day where she said she used like I'm out of pocket to mean that she's not available, but I've never heard out of pocket mean anything but you're paying money for it for your, by yourself. <laughs> and she's like it's like, well, Thursday I, I'm gonna be out of pocket. It's like you're paying for Thursday by yourself? What do you mean? Like, I think no, she may have been watching like too many like uh, Secret Service movies or something like that because I know I know in like action movies they're like the 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 target is out of pocket like you know that that I think she was going with that so maybe she actually works for the Secret Service maybe oh, she's God, a hitman I've, uh, <laughs> I've always I've always I've always suspected that um, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah sometimes I'll wake up and it'll be like days later and I feel like I've been drugged and she acts like nothing happened. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but but anyway, so yeah, this is a great game for taking out. Uh, there's really not much more to say pro and con. It's pretty much if you've played any card game with just a deck of cards, you are probably have a similar experience. So it's just a great game. You can eat or drink around this game, and it fits in your pocket. So that's that's great. That's exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> Woo! Uh, okay, would your mom like this game? I don't know. I can't. I, I'm not sure if your mom likes trick-taking games. I, I feel like probably the original in a deck of cards games your mom would be up for i feel like this might throw in a little bit too much um wild card literal wild cards and also uh action cards into the game here to make it like a game she would really enjoy so i'm gonna say no you are correct she i've Uh i've brought this one out my dad really likes this game he he enjoys trick and taking games my mom does not like trick taking although you know it does have a lot of good table talk a lot of like those you know, aha, awesome moments or the, oh, I was so close. And she does enjoy that. She just does not like the whole idea of, wait, I have to figure out how much I'm bidding. I don't, uh, that's, she doesn't like that. She just wants to get in there, play, and whatever happens, happens. And yeah. so for her, it, if if it weren't for the trick-taking aspect, which is the entirety of the game, she would love this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, there you go. Take that out. You got yourself a game that Alex's <laughs> mom would like. <laughs> Um, all right, yeah, I, I felt that was pretty, pretty good uh, guess on my part. Uh, okay, well, that is Skull King. Uh, is there anything else that we missed or need to include before we sign off here? Uh, I don't know. Oh, we didn't mention the art. Uh, oh, the, right. The art, the art changes from version to version. Uh, I believe the f- first two, the Scheming and Skull King and the Skull King version. Uh, a lot of people I've heard don't really like the art. It kind of looks weird. The pirates are actually modeled after the uh, designer at Grandpa Beck's uh, five children. Uh, oh, okay. And I think the the Skull King is actually supposed to be him, but with like, you know, dark hair and de-aged, uh, <laughs> de-aged, yeah, de-aged, de- <laughs> and with a with dreadlocks. Yeah. Uh, and I I think the t- the tigress or tigress or however it's pronounced, I think that might be his wife. I'm not 100 percent on that one, but the, the the his kids are definitely the other pirates. And some people didn't kind of like look like the look of that style. Uh, the Schmitzbiel version has really cartoony. Uh, it looks really cool. Uh, a cartoony kind of look to it um and i like it 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 
I personally I had no problem with the original one. I I didn't mind it. And then the uh, the most recent one with the expansion kind of has an art style that is a mix. But it's a little bit more cartoony, but still they are. You can definitely see it's still modeled after his children. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's very much obviously it. it there are people it, that are based yeah. off of it. It's that type of art. They're they're definitely based off people, but it's a little bit more cartoony, which makes it look a little bit less you know uncanny valley in a way. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, the art's good. I mean, I, all the other art. Uh, I've said the portraiture is is good. It's kind of cool pirate. You know, what do you expect from a pirate themed game? The pirate art is uh, it's good. So I no complaints on my end, at least with my copy too. So I have never seen the weirder, the weirder Uncanny Valley ones. The uh, uh, oh god, I always forget the name. What's the uh, the cow rustling game that has that <laughs> cover? A uh, Great Western Trail. It's not Great Western Trail level. <laughs> They're staring right into my soul, and they all have this weird, similar look to each other. Um, a level, but uh, so mine's fine. I think. Oh, also, I forgot to mention at the outset. I did say that this is a Grandpa Beck's game. Just to clarify, that is the brand and the publisher. Brent Beck is the designer. He go. Uh, he call. He goes by Grandpa Beck, and that's the um, publishing house. His personal publishing house for his games. There's also yeah. other ones like Alex mentioned, Smith Spiel, but um, but the one that I have, and probably the one that you'll run across, is uh, Grandpa Beck's version. Uh, okay, so is that everything i think we did it i think that's everything that's it all right we did it everybody calm down all right guys well uh, let us know what you think Uh, of course you can reach out to us through instagram and twitter at uh chits n chits n chat uh you can also go to our podcast hosting page eavesdrop.com and scroll down to the chits and chat section and fill out our comment form there we'd love to hear from you and until next time um have a good one oh shoot oh i forgot my catchphrase (laughs) i almost forgot i almost forgot oh god do i have one Oh boy, I think I have one. Let me look at it real quick. Let me just go through this. Uh, file might be editing here. Let me just <laughs> <laughs> let me just do a search for catchphrases quickly. <laughs> let me just go through my file effects. <laughs> All right. Oh no, where where'd it go? Okay. This is all scintillating radio. <laughs> oh crap! I think I might have used the one that I had. While you look for that, I'm going to talk about there was I watched a movie recently that had Filofaxes, and I swear it was advertised. Oh, really? they, the per, the people who made Filofax were like throwing money into this. They did not stop saying Filofax uh, throughout this movie. <laughs> I mean, yes, the the kind of the hook of the movie was okay. The guy loses his Filofax. Someone, some other guy who broke out of prison finds it and like is impersonating him for a while. It's got uh, uh, what? Not is it? The Belushi, the the brother, the one who's not dead, uh, was in it, and it's got yeah, Jim Belushi and is it James Brolin, Charles Brol, the the guy who's yeah, in uh, Beethoven, uh, who I absolutely hate. Oh, him. Charles Grodin. <laughs> Charles Grodin, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, James uh, Brolin is someone, those but two. I've never heard of them together. And yeah. oh my god, I was like, my wife was just like, oh, we should watch this one. I'm like, I've never heard of it, and they just, I swear, they probably said Filofax like. 30 times throughout the movie. I'm like, Heavily sponsored by Filofax. Filofax <laughs> is like, we got to get ourselves into a Hollywood film. That's where the, that's where the big advertising is. <laughs> no one has ever anyway. said Filofax that many times in their lives. All right. Well, right, that will have, have your catchphrase. I, I don't. I thought I had one. <laughs> I used it up don't. in the last episode. So I'm going to, I will make All it up right, for I, you guys here's, next week. Cha- no, here's your challenge right now. Make one and it has to have the word Filofax in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here it is. Where's my Filofax? 
Perfect. I love it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Keep your log of this episode and your file effects, and we will catch you guys on the next episode. See you later. Bye.